Greetings and welcome to Ref the District. <laughs> I'm Nathan Perry. That's Trev. No stoner today. Uh, and we're allowing Trev to be the one to push the button. <laughs> Yo, so I thought it was going to stay. I thought I had to hit high to make it go down, but it just goes out nope. automatically. It just automatically in play. This cool. is this is a good old live training session for Trev. <laughs> for good reason, too. Stoner is out traveling this week. That's why he's not here. And next week, it is a special show indeed. It will be the Trev show. He'll, he's going to be running it. I think we have a guest plan. Yeah. Uh, so we'll make sure all that gets announced and everything. But we're here on episode 122 and buckle up, buttercups. We've got some good things to talk about here. The commander's schedule was released last week and we did a full video on it. But that was just the three of us talking and kind of just went through the records. We want to talk a little bit more about it and have your input. So be ready for that. We got Michael already in the chat. Just wanting to skip another disappointing season. We'll get to that comment and all the rest of them as we go through here. And then during the game, we are going to be talking about that Emmanuel Forbes hype. Rookie camp is underway, and he's already breaking up passes. He's already intercepting a guy who's probably going to end up in the XFL uh, by the season's end. So it's okay. It's the time to be excited. We're going to also talk about Eric the Enemy's impact there in the game as well for camp. And then during the cooldown, we have the Josh Harris priorities as we see them. What do we think that he should do in his kind of first 100 days as the owner of the commanders and where that should be? We put out a poll on our community page. Hopefully, you've already gone and, and uh, selected your option for that. But uh, it was, would you rather, essentially, one or the other, stadium and rfk or the name change so we'll we'll go to that poll see what you had to say for that one so trev let's get this going uh we'll work through some of those uh those live things uh that we got for you so we appreciate uh the patience as we uh do this but uh good morning to yam out there in japan we got like i said michael in here as well ep p4 in the house um let's uh Let's uh, start here with the commander schedule. Michael saying he just wants to skip an, another disappointing season already. Do you, Trev, you didn't think this was going to be a disappointing season. You thought this was going to be a banger, right? You, I think you had yeah. a, like 12 wins. I did. It's going to be exciting. At least it should be. I mean, Eric Bieniemy coming over to change the offense, bring some excitement, some explosion to the offense. Um, Sam Howell. You know how that story goes. First, first round graded quarterback. Stayed his senior season, stayed for his senior season, fell all the way down to the fifth round. We grabbed him. Um, gets his first true NFL start as a quarterback one. So we'll see how that goes. He's got great weapons around him. Our defense, even though it kind of didn't look like it at some points during the game, end of the year, it's like top five, top seven, maybe top 10 at least. So, I mean, why not be excited? New ownership's coming to town. So. It might not be 12 wins, but it'll be exciting at least. Maybe 10 to 12 wins, hopefully. But at least it'll look like we belong on the NFL field instead of just on a JV field somewhere. So, Yeah, I, I think that uh, one of the things that's going to be interesting with the schedule is, um, I, I don't know if you follow these kind of weird stats or whatnot, but there's like a net rest edges. Have you heard of this one? Never heard of that one. So it's essentially like – 
you know how Washington tends to play teams that are coming off buys or oh, like yeah. mini buys and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, this year they're actually very fortunate. They're actually one of the three teams that have a net rest, meaning that they get more or the rest com- that you your team gets compared to the teams that you're playing against mm-hmm. of plus 12. The Jets, mm-hmm. Chicago, and Washington are all at plus 12 in this. Uh, they only have one game that their opponent has one that they're going to have one less day of rest than their opponent. Hmm. Okay. Outside, outside of that, they've got a plus one, a plus one, a plus three and a plus seven, which means that coming off their buy, they're going to have a full seven days more rest than their opponent. So hey, that's, a plus. that's not typical for Washington. Normally no, we're on the downside it. of this one. So this feels a, a little good there. Yeah. Um, that's some optimism. We have, uh, you know, the, I think that's kind of, we have the three away games, uh, you know, or the, that, yeah. the, yeah, so it's like the, sorry, now I'm looking at how I did this schedule and it is, it it, it looks much sharper. Oh, uh, I going left traded. Right. Yeah, it goes, it goes one, two, three, it bounces. <laughs> so it does look a little, it's a little harder to read than I intended it to be. Um, but yeah, there, I think for the most part that, the the schedule lines up should be somewhat favorable, even if it is, you know, supposed to be one of the more harder schedules as far as, you know, the opponents they were playing based on yeah. schedule from, or from records last year. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that all goes up. What do you think is the hardest stretch for Washington um, that they just have to persevere through or if they get, yeah, we'll, we'll say a three-game stretch here that if they finish two and one, you're really happy about. Uh, three-game stretch. I'm going to say oh, the Patriots, Seahawks, Giants. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then right off the bat, two week two, week three, week four, you got Broncos with Sean Payton, Josh Allen. We all know that is. And then the Super Bowl participants of last year. So, and then if you want to even go after the bye, the Rams, the Jets, and the 49ers. Yeah, closing out strong is going to be something that they're going to need there with that four-game stretch uh, against the, the Rams, Jets, 49ers, and then Cowboys. Now, thankfully, those last two games, they're at home. Right. So hopefully there's a little bit of boost and some excitement. Maybe if they're in the playoff push, Dan Snyder sold starters. the team. Like I don't know about resting starters, Trev. I don't know if they're that good. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen, <laughs> but uh, but at least maybe have FedEx pumping with some excitement. Yeah, I, I I like that you brought up that early game stretch. The the second uh, week two, week three, week four Broncos, yeah. Bills, and Eagles. I mean, these Broncos weren't exactly good last year, but you would expect Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, the pairing of that, to be a much better team, right? And like I said, the Bills, you know, are again uh, Super Bowl darlings. People think that uh, they'll at least be in contention, and, mm-hmm. and then you have the Eagles coming off a Super Bowl loss. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Not only that, if they finish two and one in that three game three game stretch, uh, that's impressive because two of those are away games. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Yeah, I, I liked personally. I liked the uh, like your nine, ten, eleven is good, but I would actually have just gone eight, nine. Yeah, after I said that, yeah, that's yeah. another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eagles at home, then the Patriots and Seahawks away. Yeah, that that stretch right there, I think. Two again, two away games and Philadelphia as a part of that. You got Bill Belichick and then the Seahawks at home. Seahawks in Seattle. Ooh. That's a that's a rough matchup there. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be something for the team. If they can get through there, that would be great. Uh, Michael asking what idiot approved that schedule. Um, the, the idiot referring to the 23 day, uh, break between games. Um, the, the schedule is really weird. And so actually Warren sharp, uh, at sharp football had a whole thread on this where some teams are getting, like absolutely bamboozled. I, I mean, just ridiculous when it comes to this. And I'm going to bring up the uh, information that he has. So from 2023, uh, there will be 95 games played where a team has more rest than their opponent. Most in history. 93 game, 95 games where somebody has more rest than their opponent. Uh, before... The NFL in two, late 2000s, they wouldn't schedule 30% of their games where one team had a rest advantage. They're up to 35% right now. Uh, even uh, Warren Sharp here, but even worse than lack of balance. For example, last year in 2022, one team played five-plus games with more rest than their opponents. This year, five teams play five-plus games with more rest than their opponents. Again, Washington, one of the benefactors Who, of that. I mean, it's just whoever does that stat, I want to see that pay, that paycheck because that's, yeah. that's crazy. It, I I have to. I do wonder. Did they just go to like Chat GPT and was just like, could you just fill out a schedule for us? Yeah, right. Uh, the <laughs> it's going to be a bizarre situation. Uh, TJ asking, doesn't the Jags have two games in London? Yeah. Uh, Trev shaking his head. Yeah, I, I've got to admit, I'm not really in tune with other team schedules. I don't really care. Like, I care about yeah. ours, and yeah. I I move on from there. I don't I don't uh, um, see it. Yam, go back to Yam's comment where he said his three game stretch was something with Thanksgiving, right here. Actually, yeah. you go, you travel to Seattle, you come home to New York, and then three days rest, you travel all the way back to Dallas for Thanksgiving. That's that's that that's a nice little rough stretch too, probably just for travel reasons and rest reasons. Yeah, that's um, you're not wrong there. Going from coast to coast and then back into the 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 heart of USA mm-hmm. prime time game. Not really prime time, but I mean it is Thanksgiving. It's considered yeah. prime time. You know, four thirty p.m. game there. Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's got a two away games. Yeah, uh, Kevin says the only stretch that matters is the opening stretch because if we falter there, everyone gets fired mid season, and the other Ooh. stretches don't matter. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, Kevin. Not wrong. I think you're, you're we we talked about this in the the schedule video, but what at what point does it break, Trev? Um if, if we lose to the Chicago Bears primetime Thursday night 8:15, if we if we beat the Cardinals and lose to the Broncos, lose to the Bills, lose to the Eagles, lose to the Bears. So if we're 1 and 4, <sighs> it's it's fire everybody time. It's 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 maybe let Ron Rivera go and promote within not everybody, but maybe I don't, some 
stat coaching change will come if we start off one and four slash maybe even one and five. Because we're yeah. in a win now mode. We went and got EB. We made some win now moves. And if, we're one and five. I have to tell you, if we're one and five, Trev, that means you lost to like you you have your one victory is either I mean, I don't even know where it would begin. Like you were playing the Falcons, the Bears, the Eagles, the Bills, the uh Broncos and the Cardinals. If you can't go three and three in that stretch, that's a rough, that's a rough problems. start. Yeah, that is a rough start. One and five, though, in that. Oh, yeah. I I mean, at this point, if they're one and five, I don't care that. I, I really I just don't care uh, uh, about <laughs> how people are developing or whatnot. At this point in, you put the kid from Fort Ham in. Uh, who just you got were, picked by Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, yeah. Oh no. At that point, you're like, we're, we're evaluating talent. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not pro tank. And at one five, no. you can absolutely, right. you can absolutely turn around the season. But here's the before. thing. You're probably going to at one and five, you got to fire Ron Rivera. There's going to be no chance for a mid season push. And then Trev, if they fire Ron Rivera, do yeah. you do you have faith that they're going to go with Eric Bieniemy, or do you think they're going to go with Jack Del Rio? I mean, knowing us, they'll probably go with Jack. Well, new ownership at that time maybe is in place a little bit. Maybe EB. I'm gonna go seventy thirty Jack Del Rio right now. I I just have a feeling they would go with Jack Del Rio. He's, he's been, been there uh, longer. He's has yeah. that he- interim head coach experience. Yeah. Maybe you hire Eric Bieniemy as your head coach next, next season year, with the yeah. new ownership and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're uh, right. Yes, if offense has done well, but if we're one in five, Trev, doesn't that mean that both Sam Howell's done awful and that uh, Eric Bieniemy is just not coaching it right? Like, I just don't see a scenario at one in five where you want to keep anybody. Well, maybe we're right there in the thick of it and we do something bonehead at the end of the game that Ron Rivera might go to analytics about and make a call and we lose. Like maybe we're all, we're just there. We lose by like a field goal or like a touchdown or like five or something. Like, I don't know. Like if we're just right there, but just can't get over the hump to actually win games, that could be a scenario to get rid of Ron for sure and keep everybody on offense and defense and just be cool. Maybe a quarterback change too, but. Yeah. Let's roll it back a little bit. Yam is telling us that we have to start two and O. Oh. Do you think that's necessary to start this one off with against the Cardinals and in Mile High in Denver two and O? Oh. Do we need to? Yeah, we gotta set the tone. Oh, that's a want thing. That's that's a want thing, Trev. So if we I understand. To, I understand where uh, Yam's coming from. I understand you're like, yo, you got to set the tone. You, well, if you're going to set the tone, you're going to go seventeen and zero, baby. All right, let me look at the schedule. If we start off one, nah, we don't need to because we can bounce back against. Yeah, TJ saying Tuna would give him more hope. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think one and one though. I'm not. I'm not wronged by it. Me neither. At one and one, you have the strong poss- and likely possibility you're about to go one and three. Right. And I understand people want to panic there, but that's, I mean, that's an opening stretch. That's not a, you know, great set of games for Washington. No, it's not. Uh, but if you're, mm-hmm. if you're one and three at that point and you can beat the bears and the Falcons, you're set up at three and three going up against the giants, which you could easily probably, get which you probably should, you should have beat them last year. Yeah. Amen. 
And so now, yeah. now you can be four and three going against the Eagles. Who you just played. Did we win or lose? That we, we, we've just played. And we lost at lost at Link. Okay, so then we're gonna write the ship and win there at home. Okay, all right. And now you got the Patriots, the Seahawks, and the Giants. So, like, so this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. think that one and one. I don't think going two and zero oh is is the worst thing. No, I think that you have to. You, uh, uh, the Bears and the the Falcons and the Cardinals are games you have to win. If you want yeah, to talk, yes. if you want to talk to me okay, about have to win games. Those are have to win games. Those, you have yeah, you no have to win choice. The winnable games. Yep, you have yeah, to win the winnable yeah. games. Yeah, like, go ahead and, and go ahead and this. I said this last season to Trev. Be the paper tiger, right? Yeah. yeah. Win, if you win the games you're supposed to win, mm-hmm. and you're losing against the good teams, mm-hmm. I can I can live with that because at least you're doing half of it right. Yes. This this team has not been able to do even half of it right. We no. we randomly show up and beat teams that we shouldn't beat. The eleven and zero Steelers. <laughs> The ten and zero Philadelphia Eagles. So don't be, don't come Philadelphia. Don't come at us undefeated in Week Four because we might just wreck your day. <laughs> That's right? what we do. Spoiler it alert: just might happen. <laughs> um, we got Ooh. some schedule predictions. Michael saying, uh, or or it's not schedule, but uh, uh, finish projections here. Four and thirteen. Michael says, uh, first string in the house pick. How's it going, my man? Uh, I, I just joined them last night just as they were closing out. Said was having some uh, uh, connection issues. It was quite fun. But make sure you guys check out First String Podcast. Good group of people uh, there. And uh, Too Thick is our guy uh, in, in the promised land of Texas. And I say that fully jokingly. Okay. But uh, Uptown Trey in there as well. Give your Yeah, give your uh, finished records here. 4-13 and 13 from Michael. I find that. Wow. That's a little rough, Michael. Michael, again, thinking that it's just going to be a disappointing season for them. And, and so you, Trav, had them at 12 victories. I still I do. don't see it. <laughs> don't have to walk me game by game. Oh, well. But what in the world, how, how in the world does Washington get to 12 victories with this schedule? Well, we should beat the Giants twice, okay? That's two. Split with Philly and Dallas, that's four. Like I said, Cardinals, Bears, Falcons, that's seven right there. Um, Dolphins, depends on Tua's health, that's eight. And then, you know, we might shock the world a little bit with these other teams that we might be picked to lose in the books in Vegas, but on paper we might be better. I don't know. I just feel like we've got the the offense to do it and the defense to do it. These these teams that are like the Rams, like they were there two years ago, but they weren't there really last year. Something's going on there. Uh, the Jets, you never know. We beat Aaron Rodgers before when he had good Packer teams. So we've beaten Aaron Rodgers at least two or three times. So that's yeah. The, not, the Jets you know? might be the most overhyped team yeah. entering the well, season. So I that's going to be interesting to see where. <laughs> where they land they they've got a lot of a lot of hype going in there uh yam saying seven and ten first string saying six and eleven uh tj the first <laughs> positive score here at ten and seven that's okay. when i went down the 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 list i i came up to ten and seven when i looked at it just you know going looking at it before we went game yeah. by game i felt nine wins was probably more appropriate i can see a another eight wins um 
with this kind of team. I just don't know as much as I'm a howler and I'm a believer in him. Yeah. How much does EB change this offense for the better? I mean, it can't get much worse, right, Trev? No, right. I mean, no, no. Please no. do not make it get any worse. Oh, it's not going to be. <laughs> if the defense, like, the defense has to play lights mm-hmm. out. Yeah. They absolutely they have zero excuses with as many first round picks as that are in this. Like all four starting defensive linemen, you're you got a second round of defensive linemen coming in there to to spell Darian Mathis is healthy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for him. You got you got Emmanuel Forbes and Jamin Davis. Like you got six <laughs> out of eleven guys, Trev, yeah. as number one picks. You can't you can't if you are anything less. Than top five defense, fire Jack Del Rio. Amen. Like if you can't get it done with that, Amen. and don't tell me people are bust. Like I don't, I don't buy it. No. I do not buy it. You've got yeah. talent there, mm-hmm. and they can't get there. And I am excited for some of these young guys and see what they can do and everything. But it's got to be a top five defense, which means the offense just. And the, <laughs> we're sounding like a broken record, Trev. But if if the offense it's can just be season. like fifteen, yeah, just like. Just- you win games. You, you're going to win a lot of games that way. <laughs> I know. We're but, not asking Sam Howell to come out and ball out and be a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Just come out and manage the game and get the ball to your playmakers and let them do it. We've got the playmakers to do it. And apparently EB's run offense to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands real fast. We're going to definitely talk about some EB here in the game because that that's right there. We're going to get some of these uh, the rest of these schedule predictions. Uh, okay. Clifton at ten and seven, Bod at eight eight and one. Uh, Ron is an average coach with an without an all pro QB. Bro, if we tie uh, again, uh, I, if they tie the Giants again, I swear anybody fire uh, <laughs> Uptown Dre, yikes. Four and thirteen, Ron will be out of here mid-season. Eleven and seven, Eb will scheme plays for our skilled players. Watch out for Gibson. Gibson got some love for Ron Rivera, uh, so uh-huh. maybe Michael yeah. says Sam Howell, who put up Carson Wentz-like numbers in his only NFL start, is going to take us to ten to twelve wins. You're delusional, Michael says. You don't could it's be not all about the numbers, bro. If he just gets the ball mm-hmm. in the playmaker's hands, we'll be okay. I- the let see no one says eleven and six more defensive turnovers more points on offense. Yes, yeah. that's a that would yeah. be glorious. Eleven and six is I like that too. Kevin in the PRF. The only thing I can predict is it won't be in the middle. No seven, eight, or nine. Either offense falls into place and we're around eleven, or the wheels fall off and we're talking or <laughs> we're talking GMs and head coaches ah, at five wins. Okay. That's quite possible. I kind of, I, I, I kind of th- agree with you uh, there, Kevin. Like, I do feel like this is going to be one of those. It's going to click, or it's not going to click. And that's what I was just like. If it doesn't click, if you're one in five, God, man, that's so bad. If or you're one, one in, four, if you're one in five, four, at that point, like one, everybody's got to go. You're promoting like the water boy to head coach to be yeah. like, nope, we we just mm-hmm. got to try it. Obviously, EB probably get a chance before the water boy, but yeah, Sam Howell's not going to be it, and you Jacoby Brissett's a bridge quarterback at best. So <laughs> at one and at one and five, I'm like, what are you what are you going to do? We're not pro tanking here, no. But at one and five, I mean, you have to start really evaluating. I mean, you're going to be trading pieces away at this point. Yeah, look at the Montez Sweat, Chase that. Young. Like you're gonna you're gonna be giving up like Curtis Samuel like these are players that you're just gonna be like 
yep, go ahead. Kendall Fuller, like these are players like you're going to be like, can you just give us, you know, cookies for this guy? Because Please. hopefully like I can give cookies to the next guy to, <laughs> to, to move up into the top of the draft. Mm. Yeah, they're going to be, yeah, I just one in five would be an abysmal, abysmal start there. God, so we'll see. Commandees at five and seven, Code Talker at 10 and seven because we get out coached. Um, yeah, I think a lot of there is it's going to matter. It's going to change. Um, you know, TJ saying gives the final after the final preseason game. Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to keep this up. We're going to keep this conversation going because things are going to change as camp plays out. And you see some of the, you know, we're, we're all going to buy into the, the Burgundy Gold hype. We're all going to get ash burned as we always do. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes as we get closer and a little bit more realistic expectation. Cause right now it's just rookie minicamp yeah. and we just don't know what to expect outside of we're just so excited for football to be back. And we're hyped for Emmanuel Forbes having a good, uh, good camp so far. And we're going to be talking about that here in the game. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.